Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Thanks for joining us for On The Pace on this Thursday morning as we look ahead to any harness racing news and also meetings that are upcoming here in New South Wales. Tonight we have Penrith, just the seven races tonight out of Penrith. The first gets underway just after six o'clock and Cam Hart will be joining us in the next few moments to preview not only his drives tonight at Penrith, but also as we look ahead to Saturday night, we've got feature racing action from Menangle with the Wraith Memorial as well as a good strong open class event and Cam will play, will play um, an important part in both of them. Quickly looking back on last night though, we had Bathurst race and two heats of the Star Trek series, which always seems to throw up a horse who goes on to do a good job and I have no doubt that will be the case again this year with the two heat winners both winning impressively and, and both from the Amanda Turnbull stable as well. Bundoran first up from New Zealand was ultra impressive, rated 155 flat and seemingly did it in a jog as well and all set he was first up 155 and two. So she's going to play a very, very important role in next week's final, that final to be run next Wednesday night at Bathurst. Bernie Hewitt also trained a winning double as well. So that was a little bit of a recap of last night at Bathurst. As I mentioned, seven races tonight at Penrith, the first of which is just after six o'clock and Cam Hart has four drives on the docket tonight and he's our guest for On The Pace this morning. Thanks for your time this morning, Cam. No worries, Brett. How are you going? Really well, thank you. We'll get straight into these drives tonight and a bit of a preview on each as I wanted to chat about Saturday night as well. The first of your drives tonight is in race number two. You're drawn on the outside of the second row with Clement Sorrell, a horse who you know very well, has been, well, was well beaten last time out, but is it safe to say that he was just basically luckless in that effort? Yeah, that's right. He was um, pretty luckless there last week and uh, he actually hit the line pretty well after yeah not having a lot of luck mid-race. So um, his form prior has been really good and really consistent. And he's probably down in greater touch uh, tonight. So I know the bad draw over the mile is not ideal, but I think he's probably the last runner in the field. And uh, from there, he probably can overcome it. He was second two starts back. He led all of the way. Well, he worked forward and, and found his way to the front three starts ago and rated 157 and one, which is not bad going there around Penrith. His last few wins have been when he's been able to find the lead. And unless, I guess, something really goes your way early on here, you probably don't map yourself in front. So is it the be-all and end-all that he has to lead to win or judging by the sound of things, it's not worrying you too greatly? No, he's pretty versatile. He, um, you know, in this sort of grade, he can probably make a mid-race move and, and try and, you know, bully his way to the chair and, and control the race from there. We just have to see what the pace is like um, through that first quarter. It can be hard to get around him over the mile at Penrith, depending on the tempo of the race. So we'll just have to see what happens early. But um, he's definitely versatile. He can come with one run as well if there's a bit of pace on early. Alrighty, that's race two, Clement Sorrell. We move across to race number five and paid in full is a horse that on numbers probably isn't racing at his best of late. So what do you make of his runs recently and can we expect a bounce back from him tonight and again, not the strongest race we've ever seen? Yeah, his last couple of runs haven't been too bad. He, he's had bad draws and I've just sort of driven him for luck and he hasn't had a hell of a lot of that. So, um, you know... He's not drawn overly great uh, again tonight. He's a bit wide, but 
I think it's the sort of race where he can probably make his own luck a little bit early and try and get up on the pace a bit more uh, tonight. And, uh, you know, I think he's an each-way hope in that sort of race. Yeah, the two main rivals, according to the market at least, get ready to rock an informality, both drawn off the second row. So that's one thing in paid and fool's advantage. Race number six, Santa Lucia, is another of your drives here. A mare who's lightly raced. She's just turned four. This is start number 10 tonight. And she's fourth up into a preparation after, I guess, a bit of a freshen, but more so she had a, a stack of trials there during December. What have you made of her three runs back this time in? They've all been at Penrith. She's drawn nicely uh, on a few of those occasions. Tonight, not so much out there in four. Yeah, she's been getting better and better. She's just taken a bit to come up this prep. She come in a little bit fat. Uh, she had a few trials, and then she just keeps getting a little bit better every run she's had. And Last week, she had a nice draw and a nice little sit, and she just copped a little check um, halfway around the corner when one gal's in front of her. And uh, just took a momentum away a little bit on her, and she uh, was good enough to sort of get going again up the lane and, and run into third. I think from there, she can probably try and use a bit of early pace that she's got and maybe try and find the fence. And from there, she's definitely an each-way hope in this race. She does happen to find the front. Is that a position that you'd be keen to hold on to in a race of this nature? Her lone win came at Menangle back in May of last year. So in terms of quality, if she could find that sort of form, and she's also taken on Breeders' Challenge heats. So the camp obviously have a, a little bit of an opinion of her. And in a race of this nature, if you find the front, is that somewhere that you'd like to give her a chance? Yeah, she's pretty versatile. She can lead or sit, so... Just depending on what sort of pressure I, I get. I know the six water conk is a free rolling sort of type over the mile trip. So, you know, you might want to come up and have a really good dig and I might have to um, lead away. But we'll just see, um, you know, what the pressure's like early. But she'll definitely handle the front if she can uh, get a little breather at some stage. And in the last, Dodie's daughter is your roughest runner of the night, has only had the one start, this now five-year-old pet rock mare. That was back uh, last week and she was well beaten. What did you make of that debut performance and is there any reason that we'll see a, a steeply improved performance tonight? Yeah, she's um, improving. She um, had a couple of trials before her first run and she just kept getting a little better and a little better. And um, I think she'll be a little bit better again Tonight, she'll probably still need a bit of luck and probably be going for some shortcuts and just hoping she hits the line. All righty, that's four drives tonight in terms of a best on the card. Are you sticking with Clement Sorella as your first drive of the night? Yeah, I think he's uh, definitely my best chance and looks well graded, so hopefully he can get the job done. Yeah, kickstart the evening in the right way. Race two, number nine, Clement Sorrell. On Saturday night, you've got a few nice drives on the card, particularly in the open with where you've been bopping for Shane Sanderson. Comes up with the outside draw, but that was probably expected after winning three starts ago and banking a good amount of money there in the Harold Park Cup. Two questions for you to kick things off. What did you make of his Shirley Turnbull run? And then last week at Newcastle, you must have been relieved to see him bounce back. But despite being beaten as a favourite in that Shirley Turnbull, I'm sure you weren't disappointed with him because watching the race, he did look to get quite keen. Yeah, no, I wasn't disappointed with his run. I was uh, actually really happy with the way he stuck on. He was sort of all out at the 400 and he was only beaten a little over 10 metres. In the end, he really dug deep up the straight to stick with him and uh, yeah like you said he just got a little keen on me he relaxed beautiful when I first got to the front but 
um, once Amanda's horse sort of got up outside him, he just really wanted to race it and, and go a bit hard. And, but I wasn't disappointed. I was just um, hoping he'd bounce back at Newcastle, which he did, and put in a really good effort there in a strong mile. And around there it was about 52, I think, and did it pretty comfortable. So um, Shane said he's trained on really well since then and uh, expecting a big run again uh, Saturday night. He was a winner at Menangle three starts ago in really strong company. He's been back to the, the smaller 1,000-metre circuit since. He wears those spreaders, so is it fair to say he's more comfortable at Menangle as well, which is another tick for this weekend? Yeah, uh, Menangle's definitely his track. He, um, he gets around the 1,000-metre pretty good as well, but, uh, yeah, I think he's probably a fraction better at Menangle. And, um, you know, the mile racing really suits him. He's a really quick horse and, um, you know, probably to date he's been up on the speed, but I think even with a sit, uh, you know, when he has to race like that, he'll be even better. Saturday night he goes around as a short price favourite, so in some ways I guess your hand can sometimes be forced that you have to drive him positively, and this week there's no king of swing or cash and flow there, so he is, I guess, uh, the one to beat. What do you make of his chances on Saturday night? I'm sure you're confident, but it's never nice to see the 11 draw come out. Yeah, it can always be a tough draw um, over the mile, and you know, there's no real top liners in it this week, but they're all still good enough to sort of post up a 50 or 51 mile, so it makes it tough. But uh, I think he's probably just got a little bit over his his other runners in this race on Saturday, and I'm expecting it to be pretty hard to beat. Um, they will probably just see what happens early and just let him slide forward and not panic too much through the first quarter. He can, hopefully we can find the front, but even not, he can uh, sit outside him and control the race from there. One thing we saw when he won that Harold Park Cup is that he actually has unbelievable gate speed and that's something that on occasion he hasn't had to use because he has been, you know, a really short price favourite and you've been kind of in the scenario that you are this weekend that you can sort of work forward. But to be involved in that 25-5 first quarter three runs ago and to still be able to finish off as he did, yes, he got a, a big lung full of air through the middle, but that's... I guess, a piece of his arsenal that he has going forward that is just going to make him so ultra-competitive in any race that he contests. Yeah, that's right. He, um, like you said, coming up through the grades, he probably was able to just work forward and, and find that position on the front end. But, um, you know, coming up in grade now, with, you know, there's a lot of horses with good gate speed outside me that night. He really showed how much speed he does have off the arm and I was really happy with the way he just relaxed for me through that second quarter and, and even around the bend and... Um, you know, it takes a pretty good one to kick home in 26 after burning like that through the, the first quarter. And, um, you know, I was really happy with that run. There's two major targets for any open class horse at this time of year, and that's ultimately the Hunter Cup and then the Miracle Mile closer to home. Have yourself and Shane discussed what path he will head down? Is the fact that he overraced that little bit in the Shirley Turnbull maybe forcing your hand to stick closer to home and focus on mile racing or what are the initial plans at this stage with those races just around the corner? Yeah, I think the plan's going to be to stay in Sydney and uh, maybe have another run after Saturday at Menangle and probably uh, head up to the Newcastle Mile, uh, all going well. So I think for now we'll stick to the mile racing and I think down the track, um, you know, driven with a sit probably over the longer trip on a helmet, he'll be okay. But for now, I think we're just going to aim up for the mile racing with the Miracle Mile coming up.
Yeah, million-dollar race in your backyard. Not too bad at all of a plan to look forward to. Shane Sanderson's moving south, I hear, to Melbourne, which is no doubt a little disappointing for you as a stable that you've been linked with, uh, you know, for your time in Sydney, particularly with a horse like this in the stable. I'm assuming you're sticking around in Sydney, though? Yeah, I'm sticking around in Sydney. Um, yeah, Shane's heading down um, to Melbourne for a few other opportunities for his family and the kids are coming through the ranks, um, Ryan and Abby, to, to drive, so it should give them a good opportunity down there to, to do well. And no, I've loved my time with Shane. I've been with him just over three years, and um, no, he's really sort of helped me uh, kick my own driving career along. But, um, you know, all good things have to end eventually. So, yeah, I'm going to stick around in Sydney, and I've sort of established myself pretty well here now. And I uh, love living in, um, you know, the Camden area and everything. So, no, it's all going well. Is a plan for you to just focus on freelance driving now, or will you try and link yourself with another stable if you can? Yeah, I'm just going to give it a go at freelancing and see how I go. Um, you know, just kicking around the barns a little bit a couple of mornings as well. Um, so I might just, you know, drive a bit of track work for a few trainers out at the training centre. So um, see how all that goes. The feature on the night on Saturday night is the Harness Breeders New South Wales Race Memorial Group 2 level. You've picked up the drive here on Marywood Lynn, a last start Group 2 winner. So that's certainly nothing uh, to be sneezed at when it comes to last start form. She's fresh up into this off a trial. By the looks of things, you haven't driven this filly in the past. So a little bit of an unknown around that. But I think this is quite an open race and many of these fillies either first up into their preparation or early into their preparation makes it even trickier to work out. So she's certainly not without a hope, this girl. Yeah, for sure. Last run, um, last prep was really good when that Group 2 race, she um, you know, got it pretty cruisy, but she zipped home in a nice 26 quarter at the end. And um, yeah, Like you said, it's a pretty even race. I think it's probably... You know, seven or eight that could win the race, just depending on what sort of trip trip we get. And um, you know, Wayne was happy with a trial, so I'm sure he'll have her ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Mary Wood Lynn, the favourite there. Armour Renegade starts from the outside gate, so that makes it a little better for her rivals as well. Thanks for your time this morning, Cam. Best of luck tonight at Penrith and also uh, with no doubt a few drives coming up in the big races over the coming months. And uh, we appreciate your time once more. Thanks, Brett. Cameron Hart there, our guest this morning for On The Pace. And tonight, just jot down into either uh, your notes maybe on your phone or if you're on the tab app, race two, number nine, Clement Sorrell, his best chance of the night as well in what is the second of seven from Penrith. Uh, just a bit of news, uh, just a bit of news filtering through this morning. A very important scratching out of the Ballarat Pacing Cup, of course. Lachlan Varat goes around as a short price favourite, but he's going to be even shorter now with Hurricane Harley coming out. Uh, He's pulled up a little lame in one of his hind legs after some track work. So uh, more news to filter through from that perspective, hopefully something minor uh, for his sake and of course his connections as well. It would surprise now if he does head around in the Hunter Cup in two weeks time, maybe 
fingers crossed if it's something minor we can see him uh, in New South Wales for a Miracle Mile Carnival. We know how lethal he is with a good gait at the short trip in particular. He's a very, very hard horse to run by when he gets in front and he's a horse that's upset Lock and Varat's party more than most of late. So he comes out of the Ballarat Pacing Cup on Saturday evening. Still going to be a cracking race there at Group 1 level, $110,000 on the line. That's on the pace for this Thursday. Of course, we're in the first week of our new format for On the Pace. So tomorrow, Fred Hastings will jump into the hosting chair and he'll talk through the weekend's racing to come as well. Mick Guerin will be back on Sunday and from next week onwards. The, I guess, plan will be uh, Mondays will be a half an hour long show. We'll leave the Greyhounds to their own devices on Tuesday with their half an hour long show and then we'll be back for our 15-minute segment on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday once more. Best of luck if you're having a bet today or tonight at Penrith or across the weekend and we'll be back to do it all next week.